Be careful the love you show. Because when you get to a certain level, you're going to be too busy to continue to show it. Oh, my God. And then people going to start looking at you a certain way. And it's not that you changing on them or anything. You just building. You like you growing. You got things going on that they don't understand. So it's crazy because it's like the same that builds you up. Mm. I try to tear you down. Welcome back to the show, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast, to the March Madness episode. But I had to play that motivational topic by Simba. It's an artist that I'm fairly new to. Ain't nobody turned me on to him. I just heard a couple of his records. And as I heard records from individuals, I researched interviews and things they said. And I found that very interesting. Because my opinion, when you start to level up in anything that you do in life, you ain't going to have time for them people that don't bring you no value. You ain't going to have time for a lot of the stuff that you used to have time for. And you got to continue to move forward, even if you have to remove some individuals. That's just my view on that. And it may hurt you or the person that you remove at your life. But guess what? If forward motion is what you want in life, you got to get to it, dog. Let's go. Today I'm sipping on Cooper and Thief. I went to the top shelf, man, for this episode, 2019, age three months in Bourbon Whiskey Barrels, California edition, 16% alcohol. Tasty, tasty wine. It got the vanilla, the old Kent's in it, and uh, just a flavorful wine. But I want to talk about a few topics this week, man. I want to talk about the Ja Morant situation, obviously. That really uh, is intriguing to me. I want to talk about the uh, top 200 singers that Billboard put out and the response that Shaka Khan had to say. I read a book this week, uh, Stephen A. Smith book. It was very dope. It's great for people who take have takes who have uh, opinions, who's opinionated, who say things and, and speak their mind. And Stephen A is a person that has integrity. He he has morals and values and principles. And the book is actually good because it tells a story that aside that we didn't know of him. Also, I got some real fresh songs of the week, man. Real fresh. And then to end the podcast off, I'm going to talk about the Jess Hilarious and Master P topic that's been going on because that's kind of cringy to me man and where we going to hip-hop we're gonna have to talk about hip-hop but to start it off i'm gonna tell y'all how my week was and the things that i did this weekend and uh give y'all a review on the movie creed 3 because i really enjoyed that movie but first i want y'all to know i'm not like a, a person that goes to church all the time I'm a self-taught individual. I, I really didn't learn much from school, to be honest with you. Or I don't see that much benefit in furthering your school education. I feel like self-teaching yourself is, is valuable. It's real valuable. And 
I went to church today. Me and wifey went to church today, and church was great. Not a person that goes all the time. Church was great. The the message and the sermon was about gratitude, being grateful, being appreciative, being humble. The things that you have to experience to get to that state in life of gratitude and humbleness and and just being appreciative of the present of right now and the the message really hit home for me because i sometimes i catch myself being a victim all of us do we be victimizing ourselves we be complaining and whining about things that we should feel as if god is already fixed or is already gonna fix and and we just have to stop being victims man we just have to stop we got to stop being the person that you can push over we got to stop being the injured individual or the person that is just weak basically because you can't deal with what's right in front of you and that sermon was dope today man i i learned one thing i learned that uh the philippians he was reading from the philippians book and i didn't know that the Philippi is Philippia, Philippia, Greece. That's where those people originated from that is being mentioned in the Philippians book. That was educational to me because when you read, when people read the Bible and they don't got to understand it for it, they don't know where these people are located because those people in those books have different locations and different places and, and it means different things, but you got to research it and you got to learn. And he was speaking real well today. I appreciated that, man. But I'm going to get on into what I was doing yesterday. Me and wifey went to Supperland, man. Supperland is rated, well, it was rated last year as one of the top five restaurants in the United States. It's located in Charlotte. It's originally uh, a man who opened up one in New York in Manhattan. And now Supperland is in Midtown Charlotte. The food, to me, was exquisite. The wine was exquisite. Wifey wasn't used to that that type of fresh food, fresh tasting food, because growing up, how we grew up in the communities and in black families and stuff, we like a lot of seasoning and a lot of uh, butter and sauce and stuff like that. So when we taste something fresh, it's not tasteful to us. But I'm, I'm, me being a vegan or whatever, I'm kind of used to eating fresh foods and eating uh, farm-raised foods and eating foods from farmers' markets. And the taste is in what you purchase; it's not in the seasoning. If you if you purchase it more fresh and more clean and straight from the farm, it's gonna taste different than if you got it from Walmart or Food Line or. Harris Teeter, Kroger, or wherever you go, Whole Foods, Publix, whatever you go, wherever you go to, Trader Joe's, it's gonna taste different when you get it straight from the farm. So them having a different menu daily and fresh foods daily, that spot was on fire, man. I, I really enjoy Supperland. And then I'm gonna give y'all my review on Creed 3. It's gonna be quick. It ain't gonna be too long. It's gonna be quick. And uh me. I haven't been to the movies that much since COVID. I used to go to the movies at least once a month or every two months before COVID hit. But now I don't go that often. 
So I was really appreciative to go see Creed 3. And when I went, I didn't have no expectations. So the movie turned out good to me. It was real good. And I know on last week's episode, if y'all tuned into last week's episode, I talked about the way that guy dressed on the Ebony magazine and how people was coming at me, calling me toxic and all type of stuff for having an opinion about the way he dressed because I really don't care at the end of the day. It just was an opinion. So my opinion still matters to me uh, about the way he dressed with that pink stuff on. That was feminine. That was uh, an agenda behind that. And then when I watched the movie, he was totally opposite of what was being promoted on that magazine. He was a, a masculine man, fresh out of prison. Uh, a shooter had the pistol out and everything defending Michael B. Jordan when they was young boys or whatever. And it was, it was, it was interesting to see that. And uh, the main thing I took from the movie is that they was embracing the deaf community because we always talking about the LGBTQ community, the black community, the hip hop community, the political community, but we never acknowledge the deaf community. And it's a lot of more uh, communities that need to be acknowledged, man, because knowing sign language and stuff like that and having to deal with that, like the people who have loved ones that's death, I don't know how that is because I, I don't know no one personally that's death. But if I had a loved one that was deaf, I would try my best. I would do anything I possibly could to assist them and to learn how to communicate with them. And I like that that aspect of the movie was in there. I ain't get ready to tell y'all the whole movie, though, but one thing I noticed that our attention spans are real short in America. Real short, dog. It's like they could have made two movies out of that one movie back in the day. But this is, we're living in, in these times right now. And then Boss living in these times, like the man went to jail. He got out of jail, got a championship fight, then got to fight Michael B. Jordan in the movie. That's impossible, man. How you your first fight in your life is a championship fight. And then your next fight is you fighting somebody that's retired. That's crazy, man. It's crazy to me. But it was a very interesting movie. Dude was hardcore. Michael B. Jordan was the successful man that was always accomplished and that was homeboys. He had just got out from doing 18 years and he gave him an opportunity. He took advantage of it. They started beefing. We know the story and all. It looked like a a low budget film though it looked like somebody kept some of the money because they said they spent almost 100 million on the movie but it didn't look like it to me and the fighting scenes wasn't as exciting as i wanted to be they had the cgi scene halfway in the championship fight where the fans wasn't there it was just them boxing and then it went to the 12th round and the, and the fans and everything and the audience was back there and it was dope for me to watch that fight because they had the fight at the Dodgers Stadium and I was there last year. It was just, it was cool, man. I would like to go back and see another Dodgers game also in L.A. But I give the uh, movie an eight and a half out of ten and I suggest everybody go see it, man. It's dope. Support black, man. That's what I say because Michael B. Jordan was the director of the movie, so he's going to get some of the proceeds to it. But we're going to get into March Madness. That's the title of the show, the March Madness episode. We're listening to the Creed 3 soundtrack in the background. 
Let's listen to a little vibe first. It's that time. Things just ain't the same for young Jermaine. Still underrated, but far from underpaid. And those who problems to fade the hunger stay. These stomach rumbles could humble thunder. I'm still fueled by the ones that slumber. To stand out amongst the one-hit wonders. So when the dust settles and the sun is under the horizon, y'all should run the numbers. Uh, who the fuck won't what with me? Heart is out, and I say that reluctantly. Because it should go without saying, but y'all playing dumb. Far as these rappers go, I'm not fearing none. Mm, J. Cole coming with it on that vibe with the Dr. Dre beat, the down south bars with the Dr. Dre beat. That's dope, man. But I'm going to talk about March Madness for a while, and I'm going to get off of it because I just watched the Lady Vols get spanked on by the the Gamecock girls, man. Them girls are something different, man. Them girls big, too, boy. They they ain't to be played with. That that uh, center to 6'7", she ain't to be played with in the little short point guard. She the truth. I've been a Lady Vol fan my whole life, man, and they're getting better. I'm proud of them. But March Madness is not the same without North Carolina and Duke dominance. It just ain't the same to me. I don't know who to expect this year to win. I don't have a clue of what's going on. It's just not of my interest as it used to be. This is my favorite sport, too. I love NBA. I love college football. But college basketball is my favorite. It's the most exciting around this time of the year, and it doesn't have that excitement to me that it normally has. I guess because I'm a Tar Heels fan and they ain't they ain't in it right now, but I think the SEC has taken the ACC place as the most dominant conference in college basketball. Mike Krzyzewski and uh, – I don't forgot my coach name. You know, I ain't watched it in a while from the Tar Heels. Uh, he's been gone for two years now, though. I don't forgot his name. It's crazy. It might be the wine, though. But um, it just ain't the same, the dominance. They, they don't fear the blue no more. The blue is not to be feared. People come in there and bust, bust you down, other teams. So with that being said, March Madness doesn't have the luster that it has to me no more. The NBA is reigning supreme right now. Today, uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant played. It was a dope game, man. Uh, Kevin Durant hit the last shot or whatever. But my perception about college basketball, I think Tennessee going to take it all this year. I'm rooting for them. I'm from Tennessee. I think they got the the best coach outside of Jim Jim Boeheim, yeah, from uh, Syracuse. Syracuse and Tennessee got the best coaches in college basketball, in my opinion. And – I think Tennessee got the talent to go to the Final Four and pull it off this year, and I would be excited to see that. Or it would be some some SEC team because they're dominating the game right now. But let's get into this John Morant thing, man. I'm going to play the visual first that Academics posted on his Instagram of him pulling the strap out or whatever. Then I'm going to get into the conversation about this because this is just crazy. I'm a 
Man, he throwing up gang signs, flashing guns. A lot of people say that he's a wannabe. He ain't from the streets and all of that, though. But it don't matter where you're from, man. He in Memphis right now. He may have grew up middle class and in a, a good family and all of that. But at one point in time in my life, I lived in the streets. But before I was grown or whatever, I was a, a square. Spelling bee champion, safety patrol, <laughs> the, the nerdy kid with the creases in his slacks, not jeans. The creases in my slacks. And at one point in time, I had to adapt to my environment. Him being in Memphis, I think they should trade him to Indiana. Send him to Oklahoma City. Got a little violence, too. Send him to Charlotte. Send him somewhere where he can adapt to his environment. Because that Memphis environment, he's young. He's embracing it. He just recently got the grill from Johnny Dane. And him flashing the strap is glorifying the strap and the violence. But being where he's located... He needs to tow the gun. He needs gun a gun for protection. Anybody living in Memphis need a gun for protection. I ain't taking that away from him. But glorifying it is something different. And I'm rooting for John Morant, man, to get his mind right. Everybody make mistakes. We all make mistakes, man. We all have made mistakes. We can't judge him by his mistakes. When the news first came out, I thought the commissioner said that he was out indefinitely. Then now, as of recently, I heard that he's only out for two games. Or he can't travel with the team for two games or something like that. But I support John Morant coming back. But it has to be some sort of some sort of rules or some sort of regulations that he got to do to be able to stay with the team. Because that, that what he's doing... Like running around with entourages, getting into it with security guards at the mall, uh, something at his home basketball court where he was fighting a underage individual. They got to stop. That got to stop, man. Imagine if we seen Michael Jordan doing that. That's how I look at John Moran. I look at John Moran as somebody that could be the next Michael Jordan. How are you out here with... With Magic Jordan with the strap on Instagram. Come on now. He might would have. It, it wasn't on Instagram back then. We don't know what we would have seen with Jordan and Barkley and Carl Malone and all these individuals back in those days. If it was Instagram or social media back then. But that just don't look good, man. And the NBA can't be behind that. Me looking at the NBA as of recently, it's been a lot of fights, a lot of crazy stuff going on. It's starting to look hood to me. But John Morant uh, today or yesterday, last night or whenever, I just seen it just a few minutes ago, he issued an apology, and I'm going to read the apology out loud. He said, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzly organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress 
and my overall well-being. That sounds like a PR public uh, public relations wrote that for him, but I hope it's genuine, man. I hope he gets some help because, man, you got opportunity to be great, man. It's people that would love to have the opportunity that you have. I know you got a chip on your shoulder because you didn't play at a big college. People wasn't checking for you or whatever, though, man, but you heard now. Take advantage of it, man. And the last thing I'm going to talk about about this topic that's interesting to me before I move forward with some hip-hop discussion and some music discussion is that Paul Pierce came to his defense after the gun incident. And we remember, didn't Paul Pierce get pistol whipped or something like that? Paul Pierce said, I don't care what y'all say about Jai. I carried a gun after I was stabbed. Y'all don't know what he going through. Everyone got something to say until you really know what's really going on in someone's life. When you black and rich, you a target, period. That's true. But he don't have to be glorifying it on Instagram, waving it like a, a little bitty 38 or a nine, whatever he was waving around. And uh, he don't have to glorify it. But I agree with Paul that he need a gun. He black, he rich, man. He a target. And not just being black and rich, being in those environments and have, having to be in Memphis. Memphis is a hotbed right now for violence, for hip hop, for sports. It's a it's a real hotbed. So you got to protect yourself. But the type of money he's getting. You know what a smart individual would do? Hire security. I'm not going that. I don't even have to go outside. I got them racks like that, man. I got them rats like that. I don't even have to go outside. I just <laughs> have my security protect me. But we're going to go to another direction in music. Something that I've seen. And y'all know that I'm working on my album currently. It's going to drop when the weather drop. But I seen something and, and, and it, it had me disturbed musically. This is my voice without the Kendrick Lamar AI voice filter. And this is my voice with the Kendrick Lamar voice filter. Let it run DC, let it run <laughs> Wish I could go back to the beginning Are they gonna go and fake a Kendrick? They could never capture all my lessons My just is simply heaven In case we let get the message Let him pray, let him pray Just let him pray, let him pray I'm gonna look up the definition of artificial intelligence Because like, I didn't know that you could do out like artificial intelligence can mimic the human being's experience, the voice, the life, the person, the the traits, the the things that we do, the things that we're interested in. AI is serious, man, and, and you can't copyright your voice. You can't copyright your voice. So people can get that app or whatever he is using and make a whole album sounding like another individual and profit from it because you can't copyright the voice. Something got to be done about this. But the definition of artificial intelligence, the theory and development of computer systems ability to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence such as visual perception, speech recognition, decision-making, and translation between languages. 
This getting dangerous, man. This getting dangerous. Decision making. We can't make decisions for ourselves. We won't even have to here shortly if we keep letting AI become more knowledgeable of us. What's powerful right now and what's the most profitable thing to me is information. Because everybody wants your information or access to your information. When you purchase an app, when you uh, give your email out, when you do anything, it wants access to your information. So it can learn your behaviors and your traits so it can mimic them or or, uh, know what it should promote to you that will garner your interest for you to buy. Why is it promoting hip hop too, though? Like why they ain't using Taylor Swift voice? They use Kendrick, the biggest voice in the game, man, and um, mimicked it. That's crazy to me, man. But I seen something else too. Like right when I got off the podcast last weekend, I seen this and I do YouTube videos. I interview guys and stuff though, but I know how to conduct myself and behave myself because I'm part of the culture. I've been making music since 2003. That's when my first release came out. And I know a lot of people in the industry. And these these people that's doing this for clout, they're not doing it for the love and for the culture. I really don't like how they behaving and, and, and doing or whatever. So when I got off the pod, I seen this and it gone at my interest. And I just wanted to talk about, talk about it with y'all. He was trying to interview you. Did you know who this person was? No, but um, th- this was, so what you see, all right, let's hear it. It's, it's all a part of the prank. Let's hear it. I can't borrow your chain. You want to borrow my chain? Yeah, let me let, let me borrow it. Let me let me put on your chain so I can see how it feel. I want to see how it feel. Like, you know what I'm saying? To have on the so chain. So now you're just chatting. See, I gave you your time. Now you're just chatting. All right, look. Quick question, right? On a scale of 1 to 10, right? How badly I think I can, like, beat your ass? No! Now. What was that that we heard at the end of that clip? I'll tell you what happened, what I saw. Okay. If you haven't seen the video, and you can find this. And uh, the YouTuber, his name is uh, Bubba 100 Times. He has over 564,000 followers on YouTube. Wow. I guess he was trying to get a viral moment, which he did. No, no. In all fairness. It was all part of the... So the, they're the choking print. when you... Yeah, it was fake. You cho- Now... Angela, explain what you, what you saw in the clip. Cause Pete- what I saw was, at first when he started asking about your chin, you put your hand on his shoulder, like, calm down. All right. right? Yeah, put the hand on his shoulder, right. like, woosa. And right. then when he said that he could beat your ass, that's when you put your hands I wanted, around I wanted, his neck and no, backed him up. I wanted to forcefully. make it look real. So are you saying this was all a... Yes. I a just wanted to make it look stunt? real. It was yeah. Salute to Mano for knowing how to answer that question and knowing how to get himself out of lawsuits and knowing how to conduct himself and behave himself because Mano has been in a lot of situations where he's, I remember DJ Envy, uh, he came on the Breakfast Club a long time ago and DJ Envy said he used to threaten DJs and beat them up to play their music, to play his music. And um, Mano got songs out talking about He'll world star you and beat you up, him and Uncle Murder. And they he known just for whooping up on folks and being a bully in New York. 
But he knew how to conduct himself and answer that question. But what's crazy is that the young man who uh, approached him talking about what if I took your chain, what if I whooped your ass or whatever, his dead mother is on his chain at that time. Now, when I looked at Mano and looked at the visual, I didn't want to put the, the visual of violence or whatever on the screen, though. But he had the young boy head pent down to the table where he couldn't even move. Nothing but swing his legs and stuff. And it's a lot of people that's trolls and do anything for likes and subscribes and, and, and comments just to be a, a viral moment, just to go viral. And I feel like that stuff lame, though, man, even though if you're getting a check from it or whatever, I try on my podcast and on my platforms to have integrity. So if somebody come back and look at this five, 10 years later, they'll be like, that's accurately how that went. That's how that went. And that's how it should have went. And and I, I see his perception of it. But, man, thank you all for tuning into the show, man. We got to create the vibes. You know, over here, we play a song of the week every week. Something that's rocking it, and it's something I was vibing to this week. It's a fire record, man. A real fire record. But I want to talk about something. The Rolling Stone released a list this week that had the top 200 singers, vocalists of all time. And a woman that I rank high on this list was, was, was upset about her, her ranking. And I got somebody on the phone right now that I want to talk to before I play the the audio of Shaka Khan or how she responded to her ranking on the list. And this person is special to me is my mom. How you doing today, mom? I'm all right. 
Oh, how are you? I'm blessed, Mama. I'm blessed. I'm thankful that I get to hear your voice, man. And you on the show with me talking about Shaka Khan. Now, I I sent you the <laughs> I sent you the video before we got on uh, the show or whatever about her being upset, saying that uh, Beyonce ain't higher than her, Mariah Curry ain't higher than her, Murray J. Blige ain't higher than her. Is that um, is that like a generation gap, or is that a fact, Mama? That they ain't they ain't touching Shaka Khan. Maybe both. <laughs> maybe both. It may be a fact, or it may be an age gap. Yeah. Who name me some people that? Why would you put Shaka Khan on your list? <laughs> Who is above Shaka Khan? Um, yeah, not too many. Not too, but I would say Aretha was Aretha. Okay, Aretha Franklin. Mm, I like Shaka mm. music better than Aretha. Aretha, but Aretha could blow though. Go I ahead. do too. Yeah. I do too. But it's just, it's just I me. I, it seems like she was above her. Okay. Okay. You know, people wise. People would probably say Aretha is. Is Patty up there or she ain't up there? She ain't. <laughs> she should be. She yeah, should be. she wasn't even mentioned on the list. What about Tina? Tina Turner now. She's up there. Yeah, she she got to be up there. And uh, so so Murray, okay. In the in the that's who Beyonce copies copies off. Oh, Tina Turner. Yes. Well, Beyonce, she copied <laughs> off A. Marie too, though. But I ain't hating on Beyonce. She talented, but she ain't. I she, hate them too. She but. ain't. She ain't A. Marie. A. Marie was the truth. She, but uh, Tina Turner, she did copy off Tina Turner whole swag. Mhm. Mm mhm. Where Whitney at though? Is Whitney in the? Is Whitney above Shaka Khan? Mm -hmm. I don't know. As far as singing, she is. Okay, that's what I want to see because Shaka Khan said that she put uh Whitney and Luther Vandross, she brought them to the studio and made them her background singers on some of them records she did. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So we so do Shaka Khan deserve her flowers, mama? That's that's Yes, she do. She deserve her flowers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well she I uh well I appreciate this conversation, Mom. I'm I'm going to finish up the podcast and I'm going to call you when I get off the, the show. I appreciate your input on this Shaka Khan uh, conversation and I love you. Okay. Bye-bye, mama. Give you, some Bye. hand, give you some hand claps. <laughs> I heard mom laughing on the way out. Shaka Khan do deserve her flowers, though, man. She, to me... Some of the biggest hits been sampled with Shaka Khan records, the Kanye records, the Eight Ball MJG records, the Too Short. A lot of people done sampled Shaka Khan, man, and she was disgruntled about that list. And this is what she had to say. I want to tell you. Do you want to? Do you want to hear who the the? Go ahead. You don't want. Tell me. You something. don't want to hear. Just give me. A you few. don't want to Give me something that you, that pissed you off. Well, you no, I wanted to. You don't want to hear who is who is above you on the list. Yeah, I do. You? Go ahead. All right. So, or Aretha was number one. She should be, as she fucking should be. Thank you. There's Justin somewhere. 
Whitney oh. Houston two. Whitney oh. Houston two. Great. I'm, Sam I made Cook Whitney three. Houston. I mean, Whitney Houston wouldn't be if she would have got there later. I'm the one who introduced her to Clive, introduced her to the business. I made her mother bring her down to the studio and sing back on me. Her and Luther Vandross. I think I had heard that. You yeah, were they both sang back instrumental on my in the beginning. Yes, they did. Row me through the rushes, now, all that shit. Billie Holiday number four. This one I believe is going to be controversial with you. I just I I can predict this. Mariah Carey number five. Fuck yeah. So all right, Paola. good. That must be Paola or some shit like that. Wait, okay, so you're good with Mariah Carey? No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. Why? No. Paola. Okay. So Paola. The, the, the fix is the fix is still in getting Mariah Carey that high. Man. Okay, Ray Charles six. Can we agree, Ray Charles six? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, Beyonce, eight. I'm, uh, I'm not gonna comment on that. What? No comment. I don't. I'm, I don't have anything to say about Beyonce. She's a great singer. Okay, she really has opportunity to be a great singer. She has what it takes. She got the chops. She does. Okay? I'm not gonna go through everybody. Another one. Go ahead. Just ahead of you, who? Adele at twenty-two. Okay, I quit. You've really told I'm me. I'm sorry. Oh, it's too much. Shit. Did I bring it down? Did I bring this shit down? Like go, we were, we were like, we were like right a house on fucking. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. Bring, do it. What? What do you want me to do? Do you want tell me to tell me you something more? Else. Give me somebody else. Mary J. Blige, number twenty-five. What? Wait, wait. I'm twenty-two and she's twenty-five. No, you're 29 and she's 25. Oh, oh you know what? Now, now, that's why I feel the way I do. The Trailing Jackson Podcast. Hey, man, I'm going to say one thing and I'm going to get off of that topic because, as y'all know, I told you I, I create music if, if you haven't heard none of my records or whatever. And I have a different appreciation for artists from the past than artists now. I just showed y'all the AI technology of how music is being created now. And you don't have to be talented. You can run it through a, a system or whatever and make a person sound immaculate. You can mix and master to make anybody sound good as long as they can hold a beat. Back in those days when those Tina Turners, the Diana Rosses, the Shaka Khans, Aretha Franklin's, the Patti LaBelle's, back in that era, those folks had to be able to blow. For real. They didn't have all the stuff that we had now, and they just had microphones and boards. And I still appreciate the things that they did in the game. It may be a generation gap, and you may like what you like more than what they done in the past, but guess what? Those people still have to be appreciated for their accomplishments. And that's real talk. <laughs> I haven't uh, reviewed or talked about books in the last couple of podcasts. Uh, I had been all over the place with my reading and I hadn't hunkered down and just read one book all the way through. Nothing had really garnered my interest as of lately. I would read a chapter or uh, a couple of pages of a book. And I will go on to something else to see if something will go on in my interest. But uh, early this week, I purchased Stephen A's Audible. I didn't even purchase the physical copy. Most of the time, when I like a book, 
I purchased the physical and audio. And I didn't do that with the Stephen A book. So <clears throat> I just purchased the audio. And what, what caught me is that nowadays, since I'm doing podcasts and stuff, um, I'm trying to be able to speak better and learn how to give my perception and views and takes. You know, his show is called First Take. Takes and my appearance I'm trying to make it as professional as I possibly can and hold myself to a high form of integrity. And this book, it, it, I'm, a, I'm a mama's boy. He a mama's boy. It, it caught my interest in about how his mother and father relationship was. And that was very interesting to me. And I heard a passage of the book that I'm going to play for y'all. And I think that y'all should go purchase this book if you like sports, if you like takes, if you like to level up your vocabulary like grow your vocabulary man everyone knew it was me i love that no one could avoid hearing what i had to say due to my volume energy and content although i love my black people viewers know i live by this credo i'm not interested in black appeal i'm interested in mass appeal i want everybody not just a few i loved how in this field i've chosen to be in millions couldn't help but respond to things i'd said on Twitter, on Facebook, and especially in papers who'd passed on the opportunity to hire me, like USA Today, The Washington Post, and The New York Times. When you read my work, heard me on the radio, or watched me on TV, I made it clear I meant business. From the way I dressed to the way I walked and talked, I wasn't playing damn games. When you do that, you have to expect more enemies than friends will come in your direction. That's real spill, man. And... That goes back to what Simba said at the top of the podcast, man. You ain't going to have time for when you're trying to reach a higher level, when you view yourself as valuable, when you when people know that they don't have access to a certain part of you, they're not going to like you. They're going to change the way they feel about you and their perception of you. But you just got to continue to keep moving forward. Something else that caught my attention in this book also was where he was talking about Skip. And he said, Skip is a natural born contrarian. And when I heard the word contrarian, I was like, I don't know what that means, Trevor. What's the definition of a contrarian? And I'm going to read it to y'all. It's a person who opposes or rejects popular opinion. So he was talking about how those takes that Skip gives have people in awe. And people don't believe that that is really his view. When in all reality, he really means what he's saying. When he say what he say. He's a natural born contrarian. And I want to know <laughs> how many people y'all know this natural born contrarians, because I talk to people a lot of times and I may not have known what a contrarian was, but I feel as if I'm one because I'm always opposite of what everybody else doing. And I don't like being the same or thinking the same way as the masses. That's just my opinion. And, um, uh, I got one more topic, man, and I'm going to roll up off of this thing, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Share the show. Subscribe to the channel. Tell your friend to subscribe to the channel. And uh, talk to me in the comment section, man. I appreciate y'all, man. This is the March Madness episode. I know we didn't talk a lot about college basketball, but that ain't what March Madness is to me. It's just the madness that's going on in March. And uh, this conversation happened on The Breakfast Club. 
Jess Hilaria. She is a comedian, uh, Instagram skit individual who has become successful doing it. And she is hilarious to me. And, you know, uh, Charlemagne and DJ Envy, as of recently, they had different hosts on trying to find somebody to fill Angela Yee's place. And they had Jess Hilarious on, and she gave a take. <laughs> I'm going to start using that more often since I learned that from Stephen A. She gave a take on her view of something that Fat Trail had mentioned about Master P. Fat Trail, I get it. He like, look, yo, that was like a bit of a temper tantrum to me mm -hmm. a little bit. But I do believe him. I do believe that Master P, because that, that, that man will talk a good game to you. Like, even with me. I got the hookup. I'm still owed some bread for that. I'm not gonna you lie still to you. Like, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. You know, did he saying? pay you at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first scene, mm -hmm. and then, I stayed there <laughs> for 13 scenes. hours to do two scenes. How much you? But that's not how it works. Though. I thought you Man. get paid for a movie. Don't you get paid for the whole no, movie? No, I do my scene when it's come to a skit movie like that. Is <laughs> you know, you know, I got the hookup. Was a long skit. It was a now, skit. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a bunch of skits. How much y'all? How much y'all you? I like to charge fifteen thousand per skit. That was a long time ago, though. So your, then, your number done went up since then. Man, it ain't been seven years, so I can still talk about <laughs> this. <laughs> What's crazy about that is that something that me and Troy talked about a lot on the Two Brothers podcast, and that's contracts and contractual agreements. Now, you can go into a situation with good faith with a person, but if you're going to complain after you went into an agreement with a person on good faith, then your complaint isn't validated because you should, you supposed to have a contract. If that man finessed you verbally out of some uh, extra scene, then that's your fault. You got finessed. But P responded to that. What's crazy is that she was on there and two days later, P came right up and, and, and he, he held himself down, but something we're going, we're going to get into it. Let me just play the clip. Somebody come on the set. It's not from him. You know, your check is not going to get cut from that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in the business. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. um, when you look at uh, George Lucas, uh, Star Wars, those checks don't come from him. But our culture just, mm -hmm. we just throw the blame at each other. And I was just curious because I'm going to tell you something. The young lady that was on here, I love her. I like her. Like, She's funny to me. Like I, that's I wouldn't have put her into the movie if I didn't feel like that. So uh, even other guy from DC, I wouldn't have put him his music out. He's talented. I wouldn't have put him. I I, I could honestly admit if I think you're talented, but the world got to realize that everything don't sell. Mm -hmm. When you validate something, say a person was in jail. That's how and they seen their music in jail because that come like come on, bro. How far are we going? Like, we got to grow. That's why I said we, we more of into entertaining than educating. That's true, P. Some of that is true. Because he said, if you do a movie for somebody else, you don't get paid from that person. But the movie is marketed as if it's yours. So you got to handle the business on that, P. That's just my opinion. When he said that, I thought about Romeo. Did little Romeo have a point back then and we didn't want to listen to what he said? Because we just was 
wanting to be in agreement with P. It's a dirty game. And if you in this business, you got to have a contract. That's all I'm saying. If you don't have no contract, your argument ain't valid. Hey, man, your argument ain't valid. That's that's what you got to think about on this. That's the, that's the way I'm going to end it off, man. Thank y'all for tuning into the March Madness episode, man. I'm going to ride out with my song of the week, man. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Make sure you go get you some money, and I'm out. Chill. No, you gon' miss me when nobody's left You get the message One day that hits you different when you by yourself When I read the My mistake, thought you was better off alone And the walls feel like they closing in You was good, but your girls had a little life of sin hey. If you hear in the song Girl, don't take a long day and night Call me, my number still works. Yeah, yeah. Call me, my number still works. You just gotta die it first. Day and night. I can't be there. Call me, my number still works. Yeah, yeah. Call me, my number still works. You just gotta die it first. I'm never alone. My new nigga be over my shoulder like 24